Alright, well that was a pretty shitty answer. <laughs> so, uh, but today's been cool. I think we should talk about today a little bit right now. Just so we don't forget too much. So, I don't know. I don't feel like talking and walking anymore. <laughs> oh, we got a long ways to go. What's up all you Canyon Brats out there? Thanks for tuning in to another episode. This is episode number six. Uh, we talked today about the GEMS route, the G-E-M-S route in Grand Canyon from South Bass Trail to Hermit. This was a really, really good episode because of you guys. We got a great response and got some great questions from you, and I think we did a pretty good job of answering them. But if we did not, feel free always to message us on our Instagram page. Uh, just throw it anywhere. I don't know, direct message or in one of the posts. We'll find it. We'll find you. And so, yeah, big shout out to the people who, who commented and gave us questions. We had some from Scotty SCD, or maybe it's Scotty's CD. I'm not sure, but Scott down in Sedona. Uh, from John Happenin, from Hey It's Mel 67, and Gogs7. Uh, yeah, thanks again. You guys really pretty much made this show and gave some really, really good questions. So won't sit here and talk too long. Just want to thank you guys and tell you if you know any other Canyon Brats out there that don't know about this show, let them know. Tell them to go check out the Canyon Brats podcast. We're on all different platforms. So without much further ado, actually without any further ado, let's go. Let's go. You ready? Okay. Let's go in the episode. Episode six. Keep going. Um, there it is. There. That's good. Yeah. All right. Cool. Man, I've been doing all these interviews and they've been going really well and the sound's been great. And now I can't even set it up for us two right now <laughs> for some reason. So... We've come so far. The last one that you and I did together, we were just using your phone. We were? Oh, the running yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've used this setup, though, right? No? Just uh, not in a published podcast. Yeah. Um, we, we did last night or two nights ago. Mm -hmm. Talked to... Jeff. Jeff. Uh, Pinkman. Pinkman. Yeah, that's his trail name. So <laughs> look forward to an episode of... Uh, Canyon Brats, <laughs> where we talked to a guy working down in Phantom Ranch. It'll probably be the episode after this one, I would say. So welcome to episode number six. This episode is all about a hike that we did in Grand Canyon. We didn't run. We didn't rock climb. We did Well, we didn't really rock climb. We didn't canyoneer. It was just straight up hiking. What, backpacking. But, yeah, backpacking. So it was a little, a, a level above hiking. It was quite a hike. It was. Yeah. We did that last weekend, and we everything kind of, well, we'll start from the beginning, I guess. We had the idea, I think you mentioned it a week or two ago, not that long ago. Yeah, it was very last minute. I mean, we've talked about it a couple of times. Um, I think it was everything fell into place, really last minute trip. Yeah, it did. From the time we started talking about it to the time we went out there, it was real fast. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be cool to figure out how fast that actually was. I think like three or four days. Yeah. It was the <laughs> same week of the weekend. We were like, can we do it this weekend? Yeah. And we could. I'm like turning my neck all weird, so I'm going to shift. You don't shift. have to look at me if you don't want to. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to turn myself over. Rawr, creaky old man. And <clears throat> all right. Yeah, I think I got the permit for this trip um, two days before we, we left. 
Um, and the girl in the backcountry office here in Flagstaff was super helpful, um, giving us information about water sources, which we'll talk about later. And she had done the route herself. So she was like super excited for us to do it, which was great to hear. Cause I didn't know anything about it really going in. Um, I hadn't seen pictures, um, didn't know anyone who had done it. So I didn't really know what to expect, yeah. but it was cool to hear her like be so excited about the route. Yeah. And I feel like there was another person too that had heard that we were doing the gyms route and was real excited and talked to you about it. But the look I'm getting, <laughs> I guess that was a dream I had one day. <clears throat> so, but people are excited that we did the gyms route and, uh, or the pe- <laughs> everyone's excited for us. <laughs> Everyone who knew what it was oh, and had done it, uh, or was excited for us. Wow. Okay. I'm going to need a couple more sips of beer to get, uh, my voice straight. I think. What are you drinking over there? One of my go-to beers when it's not, when I'm not going for like the craftiness, well, not super craftiness. It is the Blue Ribbon Winner from Wisconsin, PBR, Paps Blue Ribbon. Yeah. Wow. Super, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to edit over that with a thundering applause. (laughs) So yeah, I'm drinking a PBR. Uh, I got a couple cans in front of me. What are you drinking? Water. You're like giving um, me all these weird looks. Like, what are you drinking? You got water and a, a golden milk latte. So that is almond Ew. milk and turmeric and a bunch of other shit like that. That's good for you. I just ran. You know, I'm dehydrated, and my good friend Brooke is on her way to Flagstaff, and we're just gonna do it up downtown tonight. So I need to face myself. Turmeric. Yeah. And that's yellow. Yeah. So that's why it's golden milk. Uh huh. Because you shouldn't drink milk if it's golden. Other than that. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, sweet. All right. Well, uh, yeah, let's get started. <clears throat> we got a lot of great questions. Um, not just a lot of questions, but a lot of great questions. I think yeah. all of them were super solid questions, not just like, how was it? Or, you know, <laughs> like, were you tired? <laughs> like, we got really good questions. That I think been a good question. We could talk about that for well, a while. We definitely should talk about the tiredness. <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel, I don't know if it's true or not, but I kind of feel like we're hitting this precipice where people are actually looking at the post for possible you know, ideas, information, and stuff about the canyon, which is exactly what I wanted this to kind of be, was a community to talk about different things in the canyon. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Great so, job, guys. Yeah, seriously. We're going to answer them no matter what. I don't know if they're going to be good or not. <laughs> All right, well, you're looking at your phone right now for the questions. What's our first question? The first question is um, from Melissa. And she asks, um, what were your expectations going into the route versus the reality? So I thought that was an awesome question to kick things off. I mentioned just a minute ago that like I didn't really have any expectations. It was one of the only trips I've done in the canyon um, where I hadn't done extensive research, where I hadn't seen photos of um, you know things we were going to see along the way. Um, and it was also the first, I honestly think it was the first thing I've done in the canyon that didn't have a true destination like we weren't going to see an arch or a waterfall or get on top of a summit I mean although we did but that wasn't the purpose of the trip um so I had no idea what to expect other than remoteness which is what we got (laughs) yeah yeah that's cool yeah there wasn't a a destination like you said it was more about it's more about the journey than the destination (laughs) (laughs) that was my radio voice welcome to K L O V. Love. <laughs> Sounds of the evening. Um, <laughs> Hot in here. <laughs> oh, it's goofy in here. 
Uh, yeah, so what's Melissa's handle? Let's throw that out there. Um, I mean, hey, it's Mel67. Hey, it's Mel67. Yeah. All right, cool. Hopefully that's okay that we put that out there. But uh, yeah, so expectations for me. I have been on the Tonto. I've done some miles on, on the Tonto. I've done a trip on the Tonto where you are in and out of Canyon. So I did have an idea of that back and forth that we got. And we'll talk about that um, hopefully a little bit where you're, you're it, Tonto is on a platform about halfway down the Canyon and it's relatively flat. It's pretty flat compared to anything else in the Canyon. It's mm-hmm. really flat, but there are these side tributaries, these drainages. So I knew that we were going to have to not only visit these canyons, but hike all the way over towards the rim and then all the way back out towards the overlook and then all the way back in and, uh, and do that a couple times. And so I had that expectation, but reality of that part for me was that these canyons were way deeper than the ones I've experienced. Yeah. Um, Sapphire, I remember being super deep. Um, I think slate and turquoise, but the ones I did horn and salt were still drainages, but not this deep. So yeah, that was big. Yeah. I mean, some of them took over an hour, maybe two hours, um, to get all the way back to the end of the Canyon and come back up, um, to the edge of the Tonto. Yeah. I think, um, we were somewhat prepared. Like we talked about at the beginning of the trip that, it was just going to be one of those trips where um, it, it's about experiencing the trail and um, the solitude, and we knew it wasn't going to be like the most epic views the entire time, and there were going to be parts that felt a little tedious. So I feel like I kind of had that in the back of my mind, but it was like that times a million. And I don't mean in a bad way at all. I just mean that we would wake up at camp, and we could see our next camp for that night. You know, it was like... 15 or 17 miles that we'd have to walk and you could actually like count the drainages and say like oh that fifth or sixth canyon that we see that's where we're going and then eight or eight and a half hours later (laughs) we were like finally rolling into camp when it was getting dark so I think I was surprised by how long everything took um they're big miles but like we've done bigger for sure and we were just hiking all day every day (laughs) Yeah, I think putting the hours on it, how long it takes to get around a drainage is huge. And that really wraps your brain around it. Mm -hmm. When you're saying that it takes over an hour and sometimes close to two hours to just to get around a drainage. I'm calling them drainages, but they're canyons. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah, they're definitely canyons. Uh, That's a big, a big, uh, you know, way of way of thinking about it, because I actually hadn't thought about how long it took us to get around one until you just said that. It's like, yeah, yeah, it took over an hour to go in towards the rim and come back. So yeah, I think another expectation for me was, like you said, on paper, this number of miles for us, and and I'm not meaning this to be like bragging or like whatever, but actually this is terrible because I had overconfidence in that. I was like, oh, you know, 15, 16 miles a day. That's that's fine, we got that. And like you said, we've done bigger. But at the end of each one of those days, the reality, as Melissa was asking, that set in was, oh, okay, that was, there was, it's, what was it? What do you think it was that really tired us out? I mean, you had a little bit of an excuse. <laughs> I know, I was going to say, I'm going to use my excuse right now. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, like I was sick for a week and a half leading up to the trip and still felt awful the morning we started. Um, 
really felt awful all three days. I was blowing my nose constantly and coughing <laughs> quite a bit. Um, but I mean, I knew I was sick. I knew I was taking on a 50 mile backpack being sick, but the reason I thought this one would be okay is because I thought it was going to be kind of easy. So in my head I was like, oh, well, it's not like I'm trying to do Zoroaster when I have the flu. I'm just hiking along the Tonto. Mm -hmm. It'll be fine. Um, yeah. And it was challenging. Yeah. Uh, so reality versus expectation, expectation has is when, when will we learn? Will we ever learn <laughs> no, that our expectations so. are never going to live up to what the reality is? Uh, I guess both in good ways, in both hardship and in, you know, beauty and good times. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> yeah, Melissa, great question. It was m more difficult. And, and I think we need to, we need to put a caveat on this saying that we did it in three days and I don't know how many people do it in three days. Yeah. I think I can say with confidence that I think it was, I hate calling it a bad idea to do it in three days, but if we had our choice again, I think we both would agree to add days to that. Even just one more day. Just one more day. Yeah. So as a suggestion for people out there, um, you will make it a way, way better trip in my opinion by adding at least a day. So doing four or more days. Yeah. And Melissa actually asked that in her second oh, post as I well. I knew that. That's why I uh, brought that segue <laughs> Yeah, she up. has so many good questions. <laughs> We're going to leave her third question for the end, I think. But yeah, she said, do you wish you had done it more than three days? And I agree. Um, four would have given us the flexibility to explore a lot of those canyons because they were beautiful. Um, there were some really special like narrow sections and really interesting rock formations. Um, there was one in particular, uh, Ruby Canyon, that we had stopped to filter a little bit of water. And while you were filtering, I was like, I'm going to run down the canyon and check this out. And I did not want to come back. I just wanted to keep <laughs> going down and down and down. Um, and yeah, I think that it would have been amazing to have a few extra hours each day to do that. Um, and like to take some breaks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I could have eaten so much more on this trip, but we didn't stop. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, breaks would be good. Kit Kat. Brought Snacks. to you by Kit Kat. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Um, yeah, I, I think <clears throat> that's an easy question to answer. And yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, another great question. These are really, really good questions. Yeah. I think these are great. So um, yeah, time to explore. I agree with that. I think time for rest, yes. I think time in the evening, I don't necessarily want, and I think you agree with me with this, I don't necessarily want a lot of time at camp, like once you get to your stopping point to like sit around. But I would have liked another like hour maybe at camp because I could have and set up. we have up, short days right now at this time of oh, the year. That's yeah, the other that's thing. true. I mean, it's completely dark at 6, 15, so. That's um, true, yeah. I was happy that we were able to set up the tent both nights with light. Um, the second night was so windy that I, I kind of disagree. Like, I'm glad that we ate dinner mm. and got right in the tent. Yeah. <laughs> so it depends on the weather. It depends on, you know, how long the days are. But it would have been nice to enjoy, like, to sit and enjoy. The first <laughs> night, yeah. Because yeah. I was wanting to set up, like, a time lapse of the sunset and all that. What, so for reference, it was December... 20 that we did this trip? yeah what were the, what about it's january or it's a <laughs> <laughs> well uh, in uh in the uh yeah have a soup high calendar it's actually <laughs> december no yeah, uh, january uh, 18th through the 20th yeah so pretty close to the solstice so pretty pretty short days yeah 
Yeah. Another thing I think that made um, it challenging was our phones were dying the entire trip. So we. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horrible thing. Like. There's a reason I'm saying that. I know, but this is like, yeah. Oh. Okay. So it's horrible. <laughs> our phones were dying. <laughs> no. <laughs> We were good. We did not use our phones for practically anything. Um, but it would have been nice to have alarms. So we turned oh, our phones yeah. off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we yeah, turned yeah. our phones off at night to um, save some of the battery just in case we needed to look at a map or, I mean, and take the occasional picture. Um, but we didn't have alarms both mornings. So we just got up with the sun, which is like 7, 7.15 in the morning. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And it was my fault for not having charges. I brought actually two portable chargers. So the actual energy that I brought was fine, but something's wrong with the cord that went from those chargers to the wah, phone. Wah. Yeah. Wah, wah. <laughs> so we're looking into solar. Oh, hey, anybody out there who's listening, if you have bought or have a solar, um, what would you call it? A solar charger or yeah. a solar um, array? Something something that charges in the sun and you are stoked about it and you think it's great and you want to suggest it to us, uh, let us know for sure. We're down for su- suggestions. I've done a little bit of looking, but I love hearing our listeners uh, give some kind of suggestion on a good solar pack. Preferably something under $100. <laughs> yeah, yeah, preferably under $100. I, I think that's a good price range though, 100 yeah. or less. Yeah, because there's some, there's like $35 ones mm-hmm. all the way up to like multiple $100 ones and yeah. light might be good. But yeah, you guys know what we're talking about. Um, all right. Next question is um, from Scotty. Yeah. Or Scott um, with Sedona Beer Company, yeah? Woo, woo. Ooh. Yeah. I should be drinking a Sedona Beer Company. I know. I have some at my house. What? Just, I know. I'm saving it. Um, he asked about the water and technical sections. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so should we tackle the water? All right, so water, and I'm assuming he's talking about uh, gathering water because <laughs> there was no, uh, like, water crossings or anything like that. I guess it kind of was at the end with uh, Boucher Creek. I mean, it was the only oh, water yeah. flowing. So water is very important on this route. Very, it's critical. Um, it, it is dependent on time of year, and it is dependent on past, uh, near past rain events or snow events because there are no reliable springs in this area. And so you have to, I'm going to say you have to get a water report from the backcountry office. Unless you're some beast who's going to carry, you know, like five gallons on your back. And I think that that there are only two places that you can access the Colorado river. And one of those is, um, Bass beach. Um, so you are adding a couple miles going all the way down to the river on the Bass South Bass trail. And if you did it in the direction we did, which we didn't even mention, but we started at, um, South Bass and, um, hiked out hermit. So that would be, you know, on your first day, you really shouldn't be needing to refill water a couple hours into the hike. Um, and then the other spot is, um, slate Creek. You can take the Creek down to the river, which I think is one and a half miles one way. So again, um, there are a couple options to go down to the river, but you're adding three miles round trip. Um, so yeah, checking with the backcountry office and getting a water report is key. I mean, honestly, I would not do this backpack for probably six or eight months out of the year. Yeah. You are extremely exposed. And without water, <clears throat> you're going to get yourself into big trouble 
with these miles. So yeah, talk about that water, um, availability down by the, by the river. Do not try to go down any tributaries to get to the river unless you know for a fact that they've said you can, because you can get yourself cliffed out. Mm -hmm. And there are multiple stories in death and grand Canyon about people getting cliffed out, including the girl, um, who ran the Boston marathon mm -hmm. and I forget her name, but, uh, there is, yeah, there's a couple options, but just don't, don't go in those times where you'd have to go down to the river. Yeah. There are a couple of pockets that we got information on. So Carrie, you went to the backcountry office here in Flagstaff. And I definitely want to say, you know, like for a water report, that's a good place. They're not a backcountry office as in like, go get your permit. They're just, there doing work. Honestly, like, right. Yeah. It's just kind of like yeah. an office for them. Um, yeah, so she printed out the water report for me, and um, someone had actually done this route uh, a week before us, so that was great because that information was up to date, super reliable, and he had found, I think, five water sources. Um, hmm. I've been meaning to call the backcountry office all week and give an updated report because we found, I think, three more in addition to the ones that he listed. So, yeah, I mean, almost every canyon we went into had something. Yeah. And, and by, when you say water sources or water, don't imagine like it's a beautiful giant flowing stream. We're talking about pockets of like a depression in the rock that holds water. Um, so, it, but it was clean. I mean, it's clean and clear. Yeah. I had no qualms about mm -mm. filtering it and I have a pump filter and you have a Sawyer. Yeah. So it's a bag you fill and then mm -hmm. you squeeze it through a membrane. So, so neither one of us felt at all not even close that we needed a pre-filter, which the river you might need to. That's another thing about yeah. going down to the river. It can be really murky and you'll have to pre-filter, let, let the particulates settle. Um, yeah. So I think I, I'd be wary to tell them exactly where we found the water because it could change time to time. I'd say get a water report from the backcountry office and that can be as easy as, as calling them. Sometimes yeah. it's not easy to get a hold of them. You know, they're off to lunch or they're busy on other calls. But if you can get a hold of them, ask them for a water report. They are more than happy to to give that to you. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's pretty detailed in sometimes. Yeah, no, they, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even to the point of like how deep the pools were. Yeah. And um, the report that I got from the backcountry office also, yeah. <laughs> um, also had some information about the condition of South Bass Road, which was like my biggest worry of the entire trip was yep. trying to make it all the way to the South Bass Trailhead on that road. So that was really helpful too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, words the wise, do not drive on the South Bass Trail, especially at this time of year, if you do not have a four-wheel drive car and high clearance. All right, it's 6.37 a.m. I'd say we're probably about halfway, maybe a little bit more than halfway up the road, uh, up the Forest Road 328 to get into South Bass. Here in Peter's car. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> yeah, heading off to the gyms in the Subaru Forester, right? That's right. It's doing awesome so far. I'm happy with the road so far. Mine That's too. It's yeah. nice and dry. Yeah. A couple of ice patches, a couple of ruts, but other than that, it's good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's dependent too, because yeah. I think that's the key is high clearance for the time we went, because we went early in the morning and the and the <clears throat> soil was still kind of frozen and hadn't mucked up yet. Um, but that road can be impassable 
Yeah. No matter what you have. Yep. I mean, maybe a tank could get through, but like, so it is definitely dependent. We had a time, we haven't had a lot of weather recently, mm-hmm. so it wasn't real wet, wasn't snowy. Yeah. You've had an experience going out to the South Bass where you had to stop seven miles before the trailhead mm-hmm. and, and start hiking in. So this road is is a crux. Yeah. And we were in a forerunner and it was on the way out, just way too muddy, um, just like slipping and sliding and it was deep mud. So we were worried we were going to get stuck and we just stopped and added 14 miles round trip to our backpack. Um, yeah. And on the way out, hiked out on that road with a fresh foot of snow. (laughs) So, yeah. And so let's (laughs) talk about that, about logistics of how you can do this route. You can do the gyms route a couple, excuse me, uh, a couple different ways. You can, <laughs> it's crazy, two people on the trail were doing an out and back. The only two people we saw, yeah. Yeah, uh, one was not going to be successful on the out and back. The other may have, he turned around. But we, what we did is we <laughs> we <laughs> reached out to people to see about getting a shuttle and immediately our our main man Peter Peter Mortimer <laughs> Peter uh, who will be on an episode sometime in the near future you hear that Peter uh he wanted to recon the area for running <clears throat> he's a ridiculous crazy runner we've talked about him before mm-hmm. but he immediately right immediately was like yeah I'll take you out there yeah, yeah he's he like will. oh you want to leave at 4 a.m great cool. yeah well that's good yeah, yeah. We need to leave super early so he was down to shuttle us so that's that's huge because then you can make it a one-way trip. And yeah, I mean, out and back, you're in the canyon longer. That's fine. But for this route, I'd say one way across is enough. <laughs> <That's> enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we he took us out to South Bat. Well, first, we took two cars, mm-hmm. dropped one off at the end of Hermit, uh, at Hermit's Rest, where we were going to end. And it's wintertime, so you can take personal cars out there. But if it's summertime, don't actually, never mind. Don't do this route in the summertime anyway. Just do it in wintertime. And then he took us out there and then we hiked, uh, back to the, to the Jeep, 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 Jeep. Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so he also what was the second part of, of Scott's question. Oh, technical sections, technical sections. Yeah. Um, none to speak of. Yep. Uh, yeah, none, just, uh, maybe a couple little scrambles, not even scrambles, just some boulders yeah. to navigate. Um, but that leads us maybe to um, another question from, I think this was a message I want to say from Diego. Um, so he asked, how difficult was it to follow the trail? Mm. Um, he noted that he knows it's one of the less maintained trails. And so he was curious how much navigation we needed to do. Yeah. What's his handle? Uh, Gogs. Gogs. <laughs> seven. <laughs> G-O-G-G-S seven. Yeah. 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 Cool. So thanks yeah. Diego for that yeah. question. What's up Gogs? Um, <clears throat> so I, I'd say, I'd say there's a lot of time when you're on the Tonto plateau, when you're walking through sagebrush and I would never define a lot of those spots as a trail. I wouldn't use the word trail. I'd say you're, walking the path of least resistance while keeping your eye out on Karen's every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I, I don't even know how many times we were like, oop, and we had to go like three sage brushes to the left or right. three sage brushes to the right to get to the next Karen. But you're going to be okay. It's not like, 
you're going to make a wrong turn or something like that. Yeah, I think it's hard to like truly get yourself into a pickle unless you <laughs> are navigating one of the canyons and you're like, ah, shit, like I just want to cross it right here. I bet I could scramble down Oof, and no. go back up. I mean, we like, we looked at some of them. We're like, oh, <laughs> why can't we just go down right here? Why do we have to go all the way then? So yeah. don't do that. No. Um, but yeah, I think that, like you said, like I couldn't even count the number of times that we were walking along, thought we were on the trail, kind of got not clipped out, but cactus out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. And then saw it a few feet away. There's no point in like really um, worrying too much about finding every single cairn. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's I think, too, what I noticed, though, is that um, maybe if I would have done this route five years ago, I would have struggled more. Hmm. But I think um, just with the experience of being in the backcountry a lot you start to kind of see the trail even when, I don't know, I like if my mom was out there or like just some some person that doesn't spend a lot of time in the Grand Canyon, they'd be like, what the hell? There is literally no trail anywhere. Whereas yeah. we'd be like, oh, it's right here. Um, you just see these like very faint um, indications of a trail. Yeah, so. it's, it's almost like, <clears throat> and this happened to me before, um, running stagecoach or like sometimes if you just go, your body goes the right way like it kind of understands like your eyes just kind of follow the path of least resistance and all of a sudden you're, you're fine. So yeah, I would say, don't worry. Like you said, don't worry about, about getting lost or off trail, but understand that you there's going to be times, quite a few times that you're like looking around and you're like, um, yeah. where's that next Karen? And, and you do sometimes get you don't have a Karen for a while, yeah. which is fine. Like sometimes the trail is, um, pretty obvious and you don't need those cairns. And then sometimes you're kind of guessing and, um, you might be off track for several minutes and then eventually, uh, find your way back to the trail. Um, but I think that that did in some ways slow us down. Um, maybe that contributed to the like solid eight, eight and a half hours of hiking every day to only go 16 miles. Um, I think if we were on, um, different parts of the Tonto, like the section between South Kaibab and Bright Angel, mm -hmm. we would have been cruising so much faster. Oh, yeah. 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 That one's way more <clears throat> of a direct path that yeah. you know where you're going. You rarely get off quote unquote off trail from South Kaibab to Bright Angel. I, I would like to put a plug in for that route though. I love the Tonto right there, but this one, yeah, you're just, you're going, you're going to, you're going to stop every once in a while and look, but don't worry about it. Yeah. You're not going to get yourself in trouble. And during the crossings of the canyons and the tributaries, I think the Karens were well done. Like we know yeah. there wasn't, there was one, that one time, I don't remember what Canyon that was. It was the one where it had that giant sandbar in the middle that we got a little confused on where to cross and we had to keep going a little further. Mm. I don't know if you remember that one, but yeah, we crossed so many of these tributaries, <laughs> but for 99% of the time, when you get to a crossing of a Canyon, it was fine, which is where you could get tripped up potentially. Yeah. But yeah, the, yeah, the Karens were great on there. Yeah. yeah. Thanks Scott. See you soon at Sedona beer company. I'll this be there tomorrow. Will you really? Yeah. I'm taking Brooke. Um, I have a, a howler on top of the fridge that you should oh, take and fill up for do. me if you want to. Yeah. Got you. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. Another good question. Um, next question came from, um, John Hap. Um, mm. and he asked, did you see any interesting critters or rafters on the river? And did you find any gems? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Interesting critters and raptors are pretty much the same thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Can you guys tell that it's Nick who's responding with the jokes? <laughs> with what? You responded that exact same thing to his question. Oh, did I really? <laughs> oh. oh, man. Well, thanks for bringing that up. Um, we didn't see any rafters. It's not a popular time of the year for river trips. Um, probably. In... <laughs> so we got a, a little wagger. A little dog tail making some noise. Hi, Izzy. Hi, Izzy. Um, right? We didn't see any rafters. <laughs> I didn't yeah, see any. Okay, we no, didn't I see mean, any we rafters. Were, we're pretty far above the river, so we didn't get a whole lot of views. Of the, we got some good ones, yeah. but we didn't get a whole lot of views of the river. Yeah. Um, if you went um, a couple months from now, which again, questionable Oof, because of the no, water, don't but do it. Um, yeah, later spring you would see, I'm sure, quite a few trips. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I just want, not even just because of the water situation, the heat. heat yeah. You're on a Tonto, sun. there is no letting up yeah. in the summer. I would not recommend that at all. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Um, next question <laughs> Did you see any interesting critters? Um, no, but we saw so much poop. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> we didn't see living, yeah, living wildlife, but we saw remnants of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we should post that picture. Oh, I will. Okay. So I'm going to post a picture up. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> a great photo. Um, there was something going on where <laughs> we continually, like, like easily definitely a, a pattern was that we would see a a turd, <laughs> an animal poop, scat, sorry, scat, on in the middle of the trail, and it was sitting in a double trough, like like a like a hoof that had like like dug in, like imagine two what would you say like four inch long troughs, and the poop was sitting right in one of those troughs or like next to it or in it or whatever, like I don't know. If At first, we thought that an animal would poop and then kind of do what, like, my dog does sometimes where she, like, kind of kicks um, the soil up to cover up her poop. Yeah. But then, as we continue to look at more poop samples, yeah, we talked plenty. about poop a lot on this trip. Well, there's a lot of it. Yeah. Um, we thought that the poop was, like, directly over the track marks, so maybe they... Um, like wanted to make a bed for their poop, so they Sorry, did a I'm, little. I'm drinking right a now. A little <laughs> and then pooped. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, because it was because if you're flinging, then it it would have been flung, yeah. but it was almost always in the trough. Mm -hmm. With like no this... dirt on top of it. Yeah. It was like. Oh yeah. yeah, and it wasn't smashed. I don't know. Oh, we I know this fascinated. is a weird. I am because I've never seen that before. Yeah. I've never seen it, and I've seen a lot of stuff before. I've seen a lot of poop. <laughs> <laughs> so we will post that picture and i'm so excited to hear someone give us an answer like i i want to know yeah but we'll ask you guys so i'll post that picture up for those of the people who are not listening to this they're gonna <laughs> see that picture <laughs> and be like what the heck so yeah that was that was a big part of the trip there was there was a lot of poop uh other critters so we we didn't see i think really only saw all all i saw was uh, a couple lizards and some birds, mm -hmm. uh, not exciting birds. Um, there really wasn't a lot of wildlife, but there was the remnants of one that was real cool. Yeah. And if they go to Carrie Jane Outdoors, that Instagram, I think you just posted one pretty recently, a picture of it. Oh, actually, I posted it too. on the Canyon yeah, Brats. Ours, um, yeah. Yeah, Gold what was it? Skull um, of a bighorn sheep. Yeah. 
Yeah, an interesting horns. one too. Yeah. The horns were starting to disintegrate. I've so never seen anything like that. Yeah. It it was starting to what would you say like flay or like exfoliate? I yeah. don't know, like the the horns if you look at the picture the horns are kind of like breaking apart but not like in chunks they're like opening up into mm-hmm. like layers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the skull is beat beat to hell. Yeah. I don't know if that was humans or whatever. Obviously people had put it up there on the rock. Right. But It was cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's definitely, I mean, I know it's weird, but that's one of the more memorable things mm-hmm. of, of what I saw in the canyon was that big horn yeah. sheep Do you remember skull. which canyon that was in? It was before... Jade, it was Jade. Before Jade? No, it was. Well, yeah, it was, it was between, right before Jade. Right before Jade, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, there was a really, really like big prominent rock that someone had set it kind of on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so other than that, yeah, wildlife. I mean, I would have loved to see... <laughs> Oh, it's always funny when dogs slip and accidentally like <laughs> they're usually so Not graceful. Like, um yeah, I I wouldn't have been surprised if we would have seen a herd of bighorn sheep or a few deer. Yeah. Um why not? Yeah. I heard something when I got out to pee in the middle of the night one of the nights. Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that might have been why like we really didn't hike um into the dark at all. The times I, I I've seen a lot of bighorn sheep in the canyon, though, both during the day and in the middle of the night. So, yeah, I was surprised with all of that poop and evidence that we yeah. didn't see any. Yeah, a lot of poop, not a lot of animals. Mm-hmm. Um, Right on. I'm cruising through these PBRs. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, by the way, so while you're looking up the next question, I guess I'll kind of describe what the route is and why it's called gems. We didn't even oh, talk yeah. about that. So... <clears throat> There's a route that goes from South Bass, which is pretty far west uh, in, in the whole scheme of things for, for the most visited part of Grand Canyon. And it runs from South, uh, from South Bass to Hermit. And Hermit has a little bit of like some weird jumbles. Like you can go down the Hermit Trail, the Hermit Rapids, or you can take the Boucher, all that. But it's a section in between. It's called the Gems Route. And we're calling it Gems, G-E-M-S, not J-I-M, not like the name. But like turquoise, sapphire, uh, you think we can name them right now? Yeah. Yeah. So in order. Yeah. So the first one's Bass Canyon. That's not one of the gems. Yeah. But the next. Let's one, do it back and forth. All right, go. Serpentine. Jasper. No. Jade. Wait, am I missing turquoise? Yeah, you're missing one. No. You're wow. Way off. Serpentine, and then. We camped there. Oh, okay. All right, let's start over. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking a day two for some reason. Okay. Serpentine. Ruby. Yes. Uh, Jade. Jasper. Turquoise. Yep. Um, two turkeys. <laughs> Sapphire. Oh, um, agate. Yep. Slate. Yeah. Yep. Slate's the next one. And then there's only one more, huh? <laughs> oh come on i almost spelled I it out know, for you. i don't remember t t o i don't remember i really don't oh what is that top is that a p top oh goodness Topaz. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> everyone at home is just screaming out Topaz, yeah, Topaz. like fucking idiot how many gems start with t-o-p <laughs> <laughs> yes topaz um <laughs> So yeah, there's a, it's the gems route because the canyons are named after uh, these precious gems, precious yeah. stones. 
And so, uh, yeah, so I just want to explain that because we haven't <laughs> even talked about why it's called that. And these are all side canyons uh, along the, along the I, I'd call it kind of the western side of Grand Canyon. It's definitely not the western part of Grand Canyon for those who really know the canyon. It's like the middle western. It's midwestern. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, Wisconsin and uh, Michigan. And Oklahoma. No. Oklahoma's <laughs> the heartland. Oh, boy. Um, and then the rest of John's questions, did we find any gems? Um, oh. There's a lot of quartz, a lot of quartz out there. I think yeah. I don't A lot of beautiful rocks. I mean, not gems, but I feel like the whole time going in and out of those canyons, my eyes were just like glued to the ground, and I just kept seeing these really unique rocks everywhere. Um, that's, so that was cool. That's what? so Tonto. Oh. <laughs> it is. I wanted to say that so bad. That's so Tonto. Tonto really does give you some interesting rocks. There's a lot of veins that go through. Mm -hmm. Oh, the veins. That was one of my favorite parts also, visually. I used to teach earth science, and I would show these pictures in the Grand Canyon on this western side of veins, like intrusions basically where, where like, a, like in cracks in the rock, lava would flow through and then solidify into these beautiful pink veins. And I would never gone that far on the west side, at least on the south side, to see them. And so, oh, I, I loved it. It was, it was really cool when I saw that. Like, I wouldn't say, like, I got, like, goosebumps and teary-eyed, but, like, I wouldn't Aww. deny it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deny it. I'm a wonder it. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Counteract the crying there. Yeah, um. yeah, yeah. Monster <laughs> trucks, football. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you kind of started to answer um, what might be our last question. Oops. Last question? Um, yeah. Oh, man, all right. Um, again, from Melissa full of the good questions she asked what our favorite and least favorite parts um of the trek were mm. you want to go first or should we let's... do least favorite first sure. so we end on a positive <laughs> note <laughs> yes yeah i mean this is just like a cop-out answer because has nothing to do with the route my least favorite part was just being sick party here ruby canyon we made it Yes, we did. First day, day one. What a what a day. <laughs> yeah, long what day. day. Woke up at 3.30 a.m. Yeah. And started our day with what? Uh, summit number 21 for me, number 11 for you. Yeah. Good summit, it was fun. Hootha poo poopy, what was it? <laughs> Hootha wally. Hootha wally. 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 So how many miles did we do today? Um, I think it was 17. Somewhere around 17. About 17, yeah. All right, so we're sitting down, and we are <laughs> going to take some shots. What oh. are you taking a shot of, Nick? I'm taking a shot of reposado, mm. arrested tequila. What are you, you're looking at me like, yeah, when, ask you, me. when are you going to ask me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. All right, so I'm going to take this shot. No, no. Uh, what are you taking a shot of? I'm taking a shot of maximum strength mucinex, fast max, cold and flu. M maximum strength? Yes, maximum oh, strength. Oh, boy. It tastes off. It was mm. so much more annoying than I expected it to be. I didn't have enough Kleenex. Like, I ran out of Kleenex five hours into the backpack, and I had to, like, <laughs> save my toilet paper for using it as toilet paper. Hey. So I was, it was just on a struggle bus of, like, having my nose being runny the entire time and not feeling great. I guess that's okay. it. Yeah. It's hard to say least favorites, you know, because you don't want to talk bad about any part of a route or anything like that in Grand Canyon. I think 
my least favorite was not being able to explore more. Like, yeah, I just, when I see a Canyon, especially with this like shale, like the bright angel shale that we were walking on top of, when you run water over that and it becomes this nice slick surface and you get these like deep cut canyons and the walls inside of the canyons or some, what do we call that one? I called it crazy wall or something yeah. like that. I'm like, you crazy wall. You look like a crazy wall. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little dehydrated at that point, but, but I really just, yeah, going down and exploring. So again, I want to reiterate, if you guys are going to take the gems route, um, you know, add a couple days. I'd say, uh, how many days would you say? I'd say five days would be Honestly, awesome if you can get it. Yeah, I would probably stick to four, but I tend to just opt for these quick trips because I am careful with how I use my PTO at work. And I always yeah. think like, ah, we could do this in three days. Then I don't have to take a day off. And then the next time we go in the canyon, I could take a day or two off for a bigger trip. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you have a flexible job and if you have the ability to do four or five days, um, I think when you go after or for more than five days, you just have to bring so much food. And, yep. mm -hmm. um, so that's a consideration too. So my favorite part, <clears throat> you go first. Okay. Um, my, my favorite part was probably spending another, spending that much time. And we just said like, Oh, it wasn't that much time anymore, but spending that much time without a super goal which we usually have <clears throat> climbing a summit. Oh, we didn't even talk about the summit yet. Um, climbing a summit or like doing something, you know, hardcore, like spending the time in the Canyon just for time's sake, I think was really nice. That and those veins I was just talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so I think my favorite thing about the route was just how quiet it was. Um, we mentioned we crossed paths with two guys. So we, you know, Talk to other folks for a total of five minutes in three oh, days. If that, yeah. yeah. But there's nobody out there. Um, you just feel very far removed from civilization. Um, so that was my favorite part, just the remoteness. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's a big part of uh, favorite trips of most. A lot of Grand Canyon things is the remoteness. Once you get below the rim, for sure. Yeah, I think another favorite part for me was once we got into those canyons like like it was kind of you're like oh man we got to go all the way back there and all the way around but really visually when you went back there that was the coolest part like it had mm -hmm. the most uniqueness of you know shrubbery and <laughs> shrubbery we want a shrubbery <laughs> and and rock features and stuff like that. So when we were actually crossing, I think that was really cool. Even though every time you're like, oh, we got to go all the way back there. And yeah. then you're all the way back there and you're like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah, I want to <laughs> spend more time back here. I don't want to go back. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, is that all the questions we have? Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the, the summit. It was your 21st oh, sure. summit. Yeah. And, and my 11th. I'm basically going to be 10 behind you for a while. Mm -hmm. I, once I get Coronado, I'll be nine behind you. But... Um, unless you go do another one. I don't and know. Isis and Brahma. You have a lot of good ones to still get. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see. <laughs> Zoro <laughs> took a lot out of me. Uh, but this summit in particular, not a lot of summits would I go on the podcast and say, um, you guys should do this. But this one, absolutely. This was a chill. It's funny. I'm not suggesting this because it's chill necessarily. 
I'm suggesting it because it's chill and the views from the top are awesome. Mm -hmm. That is an interesting section of the canyon. Yeah. The way it curves around. So if anyone out there has ever done Elves Chasm or Royal Arch route, you see it from like below, but getting that view from the top is just, it's weird. The canyon turns or the river rather turns in such a way that it, it kind of confused me. Like what's the yeah, North Rim right. and what's the South? Yeah, I know what you mean. So the summit we're referring to oh. is, uh, we, I think we learned that we pronounced it wrong. I thought it was Mount Huthawali, mm-hmm. um, something else. But um, yeah, it's on the South Bass Trail, um, um, about a mile and a half to two miles down on the trail. And it's real straightforward getting up, um, just kind of some off-trail travel, a couple easy little scrambles, and then you've gained the summit. Um, it was fun. It was, we did it on our first day right off the bat. I was super happy to have done it because the last time that I was in the area and wanted to summit Mount Huthawali on our last day of our backpack, we woke up to a fresh foot of snow and (laughs) it just would have been way too treacherous to get up there with, um, all that snow and then to also get out and walk the extra seven miles of the road. So I was annoyed that I had to skip it last time. Um, because it's, it just takes a long time to drive out to that area, and I didn't know the next time I was going to be out there. So happy to check it off. Yeah, and I just looked it up. Uh, it's We the Wally. We the Wally. We the Wally. 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 Um, and it means observation, or like kind of means lookout or observation um, for the for the Havasupai. I, I would tell people, I guess, two hours of an off shoot. Yeah. I think we did it in less, but sure. Yeah, I think two hours ish ish would be would be good. Um, mm-hmm. Depending on how long you spend at the summit and, and yeah. all that, yeah, just a little scramble. Um, but the view is definitely worth it. If you even if you're just going down the South Bass anyway, if you don't cut left towards Elves, Ch- Elves Chasm and you continue on, go do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And we drop packs. We drop yeah. packs. Um, put them in a spot where you can see them on your way back down because it's not the it's it's not like there's a trail up to Weethawali. um it's it's off trail for sure and so um uh diego was asking about the off trailness um that one is off trail but you think about it more than you actually need to always in that situation we're like oh crud do we need to go left do we need to go right but yeah just find the path of least resistance and for this one specifically as you're heading towards Mount Weethawali, it's weird to say not Weethawali, <laughs> um, go all the way to the left ridge and then ascend it that way. So that was cool. Yeah, number 11 for me, number 21 for you um, of summits. So that's crazy. You have 10 more than I do. I mean, it's not crazy because you're Step crazy. It up. I, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I did want to talk also a little bit near, here near the end. We're coming up to an hour, but... <clears throat> Uh, the way we exited, there's two different ways of exiting. We took the shorter one distance wise, but I would, I haven't been the other way, but I'd say this was the harder one effort wise, uh, to get out, which is usually, I mean, duh, if you're exiting the Canyon, the shorter one's going to be the harder one. Cause it's going to be steeper. This one was damn steep. Yeah. The Boucher trail is nothing to joke about. No. Yeah. Especially below whites. Um, mm-hmm. so is it called White's Butte? White's Butte. White's Butte. You've done that summit. I was so tempted to run up there. 
it is not that far away from you should have you probably would have caught up to me i was very tired (laughs) yeah so white's butte is right there below white's butte um is it's not a trail it's a it's a it's a drainage um a steep brushy drainage it was kind of cool i liked it i I don't know how you're feeling at that point (laughs) (laughs) i nick led a meditation during that section because i was struggling so much no i mean it was it was Mm -hmm. tough i think if i would have um not been sick it would have just been like a standard steep canyon section um we've done worse but it definitely felt challenging at the time yeah yeah it cuts miles and and i i would say it cuts time um but it is steep and uh, yes i led a a walking (laughs) meditation which i was very nervous to do (laughs) Um, so the Boucher Trail up to that point is very steep up to Whites, and then actually it's steep past Whites until you get up to Yuma Point, and then you just traverse the whole way, a big, long traverse, which was so nice. I thought it was so nice. It took a while, but it was flat. Yeah. No, it was nice, I think, until like that last, um, I don't know what to call it. It wasn't really a canyon, yeah. but I mean, we made it out without headlamps, yeah, yeah, I did not By expect a couple that. minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was really close to getting a, getting the headlamp out. But that last day, we were maybe three or four hours, like pretty pretty far away from sunset. And I was already thinking, there's no way we're going to we're gonna be hours hiking in the dark. But we made it. Yeah. yeah. High five. Mm. Yeah, no headlamps and no micro spikes. The Hermit Trail was completely clear. Not, it was pretty close to yeah, completely clear of snow. snow. Yeah, which is a good point, too. Right now, this time of year, if you're doing it this time of year, bring micro spikes. Bring micro spikes. Yeah. Catula. Yes. Thank you, Catula. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I, I think altogether, I I am definitely going to do the route again. Um, and I will I will take more more time. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you will do the route again? Yeah, I think yeah. it'll be years away. Just mm. just because there's so much to do yeah, in the canyon. Of course, of course. So much. Um, but yeah, of course I do it again. Yeah. So I'd say main key points for you guys out there, if you're looking to do this route, uh, number one, get a water report. Uh, number two, make sure that you uh, bring filters. You'll need to filter the water. Uh, number three, bring micro spikes. Number four, check the South Bass Trail Road. Uh, to the trailhead. Oh, with that comes something else. You need to have $25 cash with you. You may not need it, but the Havasupai have a section that you have to cross and there's a gate and sometimes there'll be someone who will take $25 cash for you to cross. Mm -hmm. So bring that with you. Um, Additionally to that, I think dehydrated meals is very important. Um, You are hiking a long way. Um, Weight, I think, is a factor in your speed. Um, and your, and your enjoyment. Mm -hmm. So not a lot of times we don't bring dehydrated meals that much. Yeah. You don't. (laughs) I don't bring your burritos. Um, yeah, yeah, those are great tips. Cool. Have fun, respect and love the Canyon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Leave only footprints, take only photos. (laughs) Yeah. Don't take any of of those rocks as tempting as it is. Do not take any of the cool rocks. No, it's too heavy. Anyway, you got to exit the Boucher trail. You don't want any rocks in your pocket (laughs) at all. Yeah. So cool. I hope that helps some people out. I love that you guys had questions. Um, keep them coming. And if you have any more questions about the gyms route, let us know and we will try to answer them as best we can. 
Yeah, I think that's about it. You good? Good. We all good? We're good. Everyone's good? Surf, 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 Right on. Cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Adios. Adios. Oh, wait. Let's, Let's go, go do, do something, something stupid. stupid.